If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm reading Chapter 31 of Wings of Fire, The Hidden Kingdom. How dare you accuse us of cheating? Magnificent demanded. The better question is, how dare you cheat? Gloria demanded right back. My teammates' sloths were right here in front of us the whole time, said the queen. These three were, said Gloria, pointing out to the fur balls that were clambering up to, to Exquisite's shoulders. We know Exquisite has several others who have been planted out there in the trees, just waiting to get in the way if it looked like she wasn't going to win. Hmm, said Grandeur, narrowing her eyes. She'd been sitting in the same position, looking bored and regal throughout the race. Ridiculous, scoffed Exquisite. Her sloths aren't nearly smart enough for that, said Magnificent. They most certainly are, Exquisite snapped, flying her ruff. She glanced at Glory and carefully settled again. But they would never do such a thing. They'd do anything you told them to, Kinkajou cried, as a surge of orange outrage rippled down her tail. She... She snapped her teeth at the nearest sloth, and it chirped fiercely at her. Enough, said Handsome. Jambu, what did you see? Glory barely recognized her brother. With the scales, his, with the scales this dismal blue-gray, he lifted his shoulders disappointedly. I don't know. I don't know. It all happened so fast. One moment I was flying, and the next I was choking. I saw sloths in the trees, but... But you c- couldn't be sure they were exquisites, or that they might or that they had anything to do with the vine in your way. Magnificent finished. Jambu gave Glory a mournful look. It's all right, Jambu, she said. I knew you would have won the race. I knew you would have won in a fair race. She made sure her voice was loud enough to carry to, to the crowd of watching rain wings. Magnificent hissed softly and snatched up the treetop race nut from the low table. Lashing her tail, she dropped it into a hollowed-out coconut on her side of the arboretum. Let's move on, Handsome said, clearing so Perhaps the flower hunt next? Tarman stepped forward. Her rings trembled, and her scales were ripping with pale green again. Gloria wondered whether she could tell that her emotions were on display. Another question occurred to her. Can you use camouflage, she asked Tarman. I mean, since you can't see what you're trying to match. Uh, yes, it works anyways, Tarman said. Don't ask me exactly how. She took a few deep breaths, closing her eyes. Dark green, dappled with sunlight and shadows, spread across her whole body until she matched the vines below her. I can't choose what color I am, Tarman explains. So if you asked me to make my scales red, for instance, I couldn't do that. But if I relax, they automatically switch to whatever's around me. Fascinating, Lori said. More important, Tarman didn't look, so, didn't look quite so terrified anymore. Fruitback shuffled forward, swinging her bulky orchid necklace around so much it hung, it hung down her back. An odd smell wafted forward with her of decaying leaves underneath something sickly sweet. It wasn't as bad as the smell in the Nightwing Kingdom, but it wasn't pleasant either. So, how does this contest work? Gloria asked, and have we make sure there's no cheating this time? She was grateful to see that Magnificent couldn't keep her scales from turning red. Making other dragons angry was one skill. Gloria already knew she was good at. 
She glanced over her shoulder at Tsunami, who had her fierce face on. She looked ready to charge into the arboratum and take on all five queens herself. Ahem, Ansem said hastily, clearing his throat a few times. Yes, the contest. For this member, for this members of, for this member of the team, the queen has re- requested a flower hunt. Therefore, earlier this morning, I had particular, I had a particular flower somewhere in this arboratum. The race, the rare, majestic cinnamon orchid, not the more common yellow ver- variant, but the elusive red variety. Ooh! Went all the watching rain wings. Whoever finds it, whoever finds it first. Naturally, we'll win," said Handsome. "One flower, Glorytha, in this whole giant place. It could be anywhere, and she can't see it. How can Tarman even begin to look for it? Even if she could feel the difference between the flowers, how will she know whether it's red or yellow? For the first time, Glorytha thought maybe she was not going to. Maybe she was going to lose this contest after all. Maybe she wouldn't be queen. She narrowed her eyes at Magnificent and lashed her tail. Fine." I'll think of another way to rescue the Rainwings from the Nightwing Kingdom. Night, night, night Kingdom, if I have to. Handsome spread his wings. You may begin. Fruitbat leapt into action faster than Glory would have expected from her looking at her. Fruitbat started dashing around in a circle, poking her nose into every crevice and pocket. She scrambled up, drif- drifted piles of leaves, and lifted up. Bundles of vines and nudge aside dragon tails that were draping over the edge of the platform. She pounced on every glimmer of orangey red, startling quite a few number of innocent birds and beetles. Meanwhile, Tarman stood very still right where she was, her nostrils twitching. Her wings went up and down, and she breathed deeply. After a few moments of this, Goy said, Uh. Shh, Kink, as you said. She's busy. Can she uh, be more busy in a more busy-looking way? Gloria asked. Tarman inhaled again and lifted her snout. Small feathers of flame flickered along her ruff. She looked like the flower she was looking for. She can smell it? Gloria whispered to Kinkaju. Is that what she's trying to do? She will do it, Kinkaju promised fiercely. Her nose is amazing. I believe you, Gloria said, but there has to be a million flowers within smelling distance right now, not to mention all these dragons and monkeys and other things that smell much stronger than any one flower. There's no way she'll find it. You don't know Tarman's nose, King Cashew said. Now shush. Gloria sat back down and curled her tail over her talons. There wasn't anything she could do right now. She badly wanted to start tearing up the arboratum the way Fruit Bat was doing, but she wasn't allowed to help. Is this what it's like being... Is this what being queen would be like, issuing orders and then sitting around waiting for other dragons to carry them out? She thought of the other queens she met. Queen Scarlet and Queen Coral preferred to have their minions do their dirty work. But Blint, Burn, and Blister both seemed rather claws on, perhaps because they weren't really queens yet, or because they learned after years of the war that only only dragons you could really trust was yourself. Gloria glanced at Sunny and Tsunami. She did trust the other dragonets a little, in different ways. She trusted Sunny to at least try to do whatever was brave and right, even if she was too small to do it efficiently. Starflight had neither courage nor fighting skills, but if Gloria ever needed to figure out something, she'd trust Starflight's brain in a second. That's why she wanted to ask him about Scarlet before anyone else. She could trust Tsunami to fight tooth and claw, really in almost any situation, including several where it would be quite inappropriate. And, of course, there was Clay, who would do anything to save his friends. 
She wished they were their, her team instead of these raywings she barely knew. As much as she liked King Ajou, it was agonizing to feel as powerless over her own destiny. I'm the one who wants to be queen, she thought. I would be the, I should be the only one who has to fight for it. Magnificent's eyes darted back and forth between Tarman and Fruitbat. When Tarman finally took a step forward, the queen let a hiss and Fruitbat whirled around to see what her competitor was doing. Tarman, Gloria said quietly, if you know where it is, move fast, because Fruitbat is watching you and I think she'll try to beat you to it. The blind Rainwing took another deep breath, crouched, and launched herself into the air. She nearly overshot the platform she was aiming for, but her tail brushed it and she swung back to land on it in a graceful motion. It was the start and finish racing platform used by Jimbu and Exquisite, the one littered with bouquets bouquets, bouquets of peach-colored star-shaped blossoms. Fruit bat bolted after her. Tarman quickly bowed her head and sniffed the bouquets, just as Fruit bat landed heavily beside her. Sarman stacked up one of the bundles and pulled off the sloth fur ribbon that bound it together. The pale pink flowers fell away, revealing a flower hidden inside. It was shaped like a cluster of dragon claws, each glowing like a tongue of fire. Magnificent and Fruit Bat lit out matching cries of rage. That sounds promising, Tarman said with a smile. You did it, King Kaju shouted. You found it, she poked Lord with her tail beaming. Told you she could do it. If, Rainwing, if Rainwings had fire, Glory was pretty sure Magnificent would have been smoking, would have had smoke coming out of her ears and nose. Nicely done, Glory said as Tarman landed beside them again, clutching the flower in her claws. I'm really impressed. Glory sauntered over to the table and took the flower, flower hunting up. With an arch look at Magnificent, she dropped it in her own coconut bowl. One to one. Three more contests to go. And then she'd be queen. What should we do next? Glory asked Magnificent. She was feeling a lot more confident now. How about the camouflage one? Magnificent bared her teeth. Sounds perfect. Have you ever been in a camouflage contest before? Handsome asked Glory. Not precisely, Glory said, but I've had to use my camouflage to avoid dragons who want to kill me. So if you're asking whether I can handle the pressure, I'm going to go with yes. Actually, I was wondering if you knew the rules. Actually, I was wondering if you knew the rules. Handsome said, hiding a smile. But they're not complicated. One of the one of one of you hides first, somewhere somewhere within eye distance of this spot. Then the others will search for you, and then you'll switch roles. I will judge who finds the other fast fastest. If it is too close to tell, we will try again. Got it, Glory said. Do you remember? Handsome began turning to Grandeur. Glory wondered which of them was older. They both seemed as Asian as the claws of the claws of the cloud mountains. Of course I remember, Grandeur snapped. She drew herself up and hissed at the gathered crowd until they were all quiet and listening. I remember everything. I remember when we actually needed camouflage to protect ourselves from invading dragons. It wasn't a game back then. It was that it was what we had to do to survive. Enough boring stories, Magnificent commanded, earning herself another glare. Grandeur, hush up until it's your contest. I'll hide first. Handsome tied a long, fat leaf around Glory's eyes as darkness settled around her. She thought that this must be what it's like for Tarman all the time. She could remember only one story about a blind dragon in the scrolls, and it was from long ago, before the scorching. 
A moment later, the blindfold was lifted. The curious faces of hundreds of dragons filled her vision. You may begin, said the old dragon with a nod. Glory blinked and turned in a circle, searching for clues. Miss Magnificent had vanished very thoroughly. Her small crown of white flowers lay abandoned on the vines. There was no sign of her gold-tipped purple scales, and none of the hammocks around the arena had a sudden unusual bulge in them. Where could she be? Where would I hide if I were particularly forgetful, especially a lazy drag ravening? She didn't think Magnificent was the type to climb trees or hang by her tail if if there were somewhere she could lie down comfortably instead, and most of the platforms and walkways were too crowded with dragons for her to squeeze, and there easily, which gave Gloria an idea. She turned to study her watching ravings. Some might have seen where Magnificent hid, and all of them had been playing this kind of hide-and-seek their whole lives. They must be scanning the arena, too, trying to find her first. She noticed that Exquisite and Fruit Bat were staring straight up at a near tree, swallowed in, f- in a fuzzy moss. They were staring at it a little too hard, as if they were hoping Gloria would notice that they were. Fruit Bat nudged Grandeur, and the stately old dragon gave her a look of disgust. Then Gloria caught a couple of ravings glancing in the direction of a fruit stand on the far side of the arena. They narrowed their eyes at it, then leaned in to whisper to each other. Worth a look, Gloria thought. She flew across the arena to the fruit stand. It was a wooden platform with low walls that were built to also be tables, most of them crowded with mangoes, pineapples, the red sticky spheres, and the star-shaped green fruits. Crowded bunches of bananas hung from the branches overhead. She swept her tail across the floor on the platform, then studied the tables. But she couldn't see any sign of dragons hiding anywhere. She looked up and poked the dangling banana bunches. Finally, she jumped over one of the walls and flew up above the bananas. There was something a little odd about the way some of them were hanging, as if there was something heavy lying, were lying on top of them. It was eerie. All she could see were shadows and light, green leaves and bright yellow bananas. But when she reached out, her claws brushed against dragon scales, and the indignant hiss that came from them told her she'd found what she was looking for. Your Majesty, Gloria said with a pipe bow, very impressive camouflage, she, she added honestly. Let's see what you can do, Magnificent grumbled. Her scales shifted back to purple. They returned to the center of the arena as the ravings all applauded. It took mo- a glory a moment to realize they were applauding for her. She hoped that meant she had found the queen fairly quickly. Now she just had to hide even better than Magnificent had. Handsome stepped up to tie the blindfold around Magnificent's eyes. Glory let her scales shift into the green of the vines below her. She didn't want anyone to see where she went, especially the other queens. Her first idea was to go straight up and blend to the sky overhead, but to stay aloft she would have to keep her wings moving, and she was worried that Agnesent might feel the breeze. So instead, she headed for the tree Exquisite and Fruit Bat had been staring at. She swarmed up the side of it, feeling the shaggy moss squish below her talons. Her scales had changed instantly to the dark brown and yellowish green of the moss-covered trees. Once she thought she was high enough, she twisted around so she could see everything below her. Then she flattened herself against the truck, trunk and concentrated, adding the tiny shape of a blue a blue tree frog on her back for extra camouflage, which was a trick Mangrove had taught her. Down below, she heard Ansem telling Magnificent that she could start looking. The queen's eyes popped open and she turned immediately to the other queens. Exquisite and Fruit Bat lifted their wings in befuddlement. 
Grander yawned coldly. Magnificent spun in a circle, peering at everything. She let out a small hiss of frustration, then gathered her wings. Said, then gathered her wings. Suddenly, she bared her fangs and charged toward the edge of the circle where Sunny was standing. She wouldn't dare hurt my friends. But Gloria felt herself flinch as Sunny jumped back. At the same moment, Silver leapt off Sunny's back with a yelp of alarm and bolted toward the tree where Gloria was hiding. Magnificent saw where the sloth was going, shot past her, and slammed into the tree trunk, nearly jarring Gloria loose. The queen scrambled up the tree so fast she stepped on Glory's wings before she realized she'd found her. With a triumphant yell, she backed up and poked Glory in the snout. Found you, Magnificent crowed. Silver caught up and flung herself into Glory's arms, shivering. Glory swung onto the branch so she could hold her sloth to the chest and stroked it for its fur. Did you think that was funny, Glory Magnificent, scaring a harmless sloth like that? From the murmurs and shocked expressions on the faces below them, she guessed this wasn't a very popular way to treat a raming pet. She'll survive, Magnificent said, and here's the important part. I won. Gloria looked down at Handsome with a sinking feeling. He spread his talons and a what-can-I-do gesture. The queen, the queen is correct, he said. Magnificent wins this round.